0: Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reina. Let's jump into our word. know me I like to get down to business out of the book of Matthew chapter 21 looking at verse 12 I'm going to speak on well let me read Hebrews go ahead and turn that way to Matthew and I'm going to read Hebrews because this scripture has just been coming and coming it doesn't let me go so (laughs) I have to read it especially when God doesn't let it go I got to be obedient, and I love this scripture because it says the truth. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by the elders obtained a good report." everything that we do we do by faith we get up in the morning thank god we open up our eyes It's the faith of god it's the faith that lives inside of us we go and we move and we move every muscle thank god for faith because faith makes us go to work whether you believe it or not and our whole lives is based on faith and when we understand that then things are going to change in your life because you believe in faith. You are a faith walker. Say it with me. I'm a faith walker. faith walker. And when you walk by faith and not by sight, then you're going to see. You're always going to say, I know that this thing is going to come to pass. Whatever it might be, it's going to come to pass because I'm walking by faith and not by sight. So God is going to accomplish it. It might take a little long. Sometimes it's fast. But usually it takes a long time. Ever, how, how many of you have ever been hungry, and mom was cooking food, and when you're real hungry, you feel like she's taking forever? <laughs> but once they put that plate there, oh my God, it seems like you light up, your eyes light up, everything in your body lights up, and you just eat every single thing. You don't even say a single word. Never seen anybody so quiet as than when they eat. Okay, verse 12 out of the book of Matthew 21, verse 12. You got to get this picture here. Jesus has been evangelizing, going everywhere. He's got one more week before he faces all that he has to face. He gets on the donkey, and as he's traveling in the donkey, he is there, and the donkey probably is happy that Jesus is on his back. And the palms and everybody is saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. And after that, all of a sudden, he walks into the house of God. Listen to me. The house of God, even though it's a building, is supposed to be used for God. Amen. What makes this building so unique is that all of us are serving God. And we come to hear the word of God into his house. And sometimes, because people don't have any faith they end up destroying the house of God. And when you start destroying the house of God, then there's going to be nothing but death and all kinds of thieves walking into the house of God. And Jesus was about to rebuke. And listen to this. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the, te- the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold. So, first of all, he walks in and he says, oh, <laughs> this, is not, this is not what I designed on the earth. This is not what I designed. And what I see in people is that people are not really living what they were saying they were living. They were more, they were more involved in money and making money, and they forgot about the whole structure of God. And they became a big swap meet. Everybody was selling everything. And they were just exchanging money, and they were making money, and they didn't care about the house of God. So when he stepped in, he says, this, not, this doesn't look like my house. There is nothing common of it. The only thing that looks like my house is the building, but the people are full of themselves. And when people are full of themselves, they're going to do whatever they want to do. How many of you have ever walked into a church and it's all tore up? Maybe there's one saint there that loves Jesus and the rest are all devils. And they don't care what falls apart. They don't care if the, the church never gets painted. They don't care about anything. All they care is about their own bones. When you serve God, you serve God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind. And you make the house of God a lot better than what it looks. And he was upset does Jesus get upset? Does God upset, get upset? Yes, he does. When things are out of order, he gets super mad. You could read it from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelations. When people do their own thing and try to accomplish things on their own, and people that knew God and knew the laws of God but did not practice them, then they start acting weird, and God gets mad. How can God get mad? He gets mad. That's why he flooded the whole earth. Because there was so much evil on the earth that he had to flood it. In order to save just a couple of people so that they can restart the whole earth again. Let me read it again. And Jesus went unto the temple of God. Notice that it says temple of God. And cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple. And overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold. Doves. Well, can you imagine sweet Jesus walking into the house and uh, he looks at everybody and they're all selling and all of a sudden he starts tearing everything apart. Starts throwing everything. The tables have been thrown. The money changers have been thrown. All the seats are being thrown. Everything in that side. He said, no, no, this is not what my house looks like. This is a den of thieves. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of people sitting in church that they're thieves. And how can you say they're thieves? They're thieves when they don't do what God wants them to do. When they don't give their will over, they say, Well, the tithing belongs to the Lord, but you don't even tithe. You're a thief you got to start learning how to tithe out of $1.10. I taught my children, you tithe out of all that money that you got. You give the Lord what belongs to the Lord. And I brought them up like that. And today they still do that. Why? Because the fear of God is inside of them. And they know that God is the one that fixes the house of God with that money. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I believe that it's time to tear ourselves apart and say, God, I'm coming back to the original ways that you want me to accomplish. The ways that you want me to do. I'm going to obey your laws and I am going to tear myself apart until I get my thing. The way God wants me to be. The way God wants me to walk. The way that God wants me to talk. And I am going to obey the laws of God. Some people think, well, I can get away with it. Let me tell you something. When you're a tight watt, you're going to be broke for the rest of your life. Because money will roll and nothing will come back. God is the author of your heart. When you obey the laws of God, there is a spirit that goes there on your money, anoints your money, prospers your family, begins to bless you, begins to build you up. Because now you're obeying the laws of God. You're not cheating. You're just giving to God what belongs to God. These guys were making money for themselves. That's all they did. And God got upset. Listen to you. This is one thing is that he walks in because he's going to purify the house purify the house he has to purify the house how many here have ever been through so many trials and you say why am i going through so many trials maybe he's just purifying you maybe he wants to see if you really love him maybe he wants to see if you're really willing to humble yourself in order for god to see the real you you don't know how many times I've been humbled by God so many times because God says, I don't like the way you act. I don't like the way you look. I don't like the way you're moving. I don't like the attitudes that you have. I'm going to change it. And he allows these trials to come and it shakes my whole tree. And I still get up and say, I want to serve you. And then I looked at myself. and I said, oh my God, I got to fix myself. Tell your neighbor, you got to fix yourself, neighbor. There ain't nobody that can fix you like Jesus. But you've got to take notice of what you need fixing. Oh, Jesus. You see, you think Pastor Reuben was born with a no, you know, silver spoon or whatever you want to say. Let me tell you, I was raised a young man that was taught responsibility. My mother used to have eight kids. He used to line us up and says, okay, who is breaking the trees that I I planted. And my brother would always point at somebody else and it says, oh, okay. So they would beat up that other guy. My mother would whip the guy that was innocent. And then all of us, seven or or six of us would say, no, 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 no. It wasn't him. It was the one that gave him away. It was Eloy. (laughs) Eloy deserves a spanking because he, is 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 lying right through his teeth? You know we could be good liars. Come on, somebody. But my, my mama told us all to be responsible to have be responsible. I remember we only had one set of clothes, and we we would use them and wash them every every other day. Wash them until we would get other clothes, and that was like a special training for me. We used to go out and work and get into the fields and get into the onions and everything. A bunch of us were crying, peeling onions. Eloy was the worst crybaby around. I hope he's listening to me. (laughs) But we were brought up strict. And when he took us to church, she would line us up in one row. You know how it used to be. And if anybody moved, she would pinch us. Boom, she would get up in front of the priest and pinch every one of us. Why? Why was she doing that? She was putting respect inside of our souls. You respect the house of God. You respect the man of God. You respect the things of God. That's what was being built inside of us. These people had no respect. Were, we're an insult to what God wanted to do. They were money changers. All they thought about getting together and selling everything they had. So God had to come in and purify the house. So the first thing that you have to look at yourself and say, you know what? I've got to get purified inside. I might not be showing a lot of signs, but you know what you need to get pure. You know exactly where you got to pinpoint that area of being pure. Now listen to verse 13. Here comes the other one. And he says, Unto them, it is written, "My house shall be called a house of prayer." But you have turned it into thieves. Not only was it God was purifying, but was bringing the reference point back that said, "If this house is going to function, there has to be a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer." Can I tell you something? If you got springs in your knees, pain. And that's all you do. You need to stand up and start praying, standing up and going around and walking around and praying. If you can't kneel down, use your feet to walk and begin to pray. God wants you to be a temple of prayer. God wants you to be full of the Holy Spirit. When you pray, you will find the power of God. You will join hands with God. You will become one with God. You will not be a little sissy. You'll be a man or woman. You'll be a woman that is full with the things of God. You're a lady that say, man, I can do anything to Christ because I know a God that can do every single thing. We need some macho men that will get up and say I'm a man of prayer and I'm going to tear down the strongholds. I'm going to tear down every evil thing. I'm going to bring down the powers of the devil and I'm going to rule and reign like God wants me to reign. Woo! We need men and women that will pray. Not just sit in your chair and do nothing. Just move your lips. Sometimes you need some action. How many here have ever gotten mad? How many here have ever gotten mad at the devil? Well, sometimes you gotta express that madness. You used to express madness when they used to rip you off, and now you're a little sissy, you can't even tell the devil to move out of the way. You need to get mad that all holy anger that David had when he saw Goliath. He grabbed that sling slingshot in the middle of the big old army. He's a young man. He says, I can take you down because I know in whom I believe and I know who I've been singing through while I was taking care of the sheep. I was praying over there and God has built me to not be afraid of anything. Not even a giant that will come in that will try to rob me of everything. I will tear you you down with one solid rock. Hallelujah. That little boy answered that Goliath. He didn't care. He probably looked like a little baby. And Goliath laughed, the Bible says. But he says, you're coming down. One little stone that hit his forehead, he fell and defeated all the Philistines. Let me tell you something. When you have the faith of God, you will defeat the things that you You're not believing in in God. The things that, the promises of God, you're not believing about. Once you take your step and you believe those promises, then God will take his step to accomplish his word. Accomplish his word. Some of you I see that you've gone through fires. You've gone through trials. Everything has gone wrong, but you're still standing. That's the man of God that I'm talking about. You're still standing and you don't care what is going on. You're still fighting. You're crying. You're being all destroyed. You've gone through all kinds of changes, but now you're fighting and fighting and fighting. And you're about to get to your blessing and you don't even know it. Woo! The house of God should be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a dean, a dean of, of thieves. So you and I need to be a praying machine. Remember that old jute box one, two? And you will, I don't know if you go back that far, but I did. I used to enjoy that jute box. And I would hit those numbers, and I, on my favorite song, I already knew what my favorite song was, and it would pop out. Well, let me tell you something you become a spiritual. Jude box. When God hits that button, you will start praising. When you, God hits that other button, you will start praying. When God hits that other button, you'll start fasting. Why? Because he knows the rhythm of your soul. He knows everything that's running through your soul. He knows what kind of person you are, that you're a warrior. You're not a sissy. You're a warrior of God. And and you stir all yourself up. You might look like a crazy man, but it doesn't matter. As long as we get our breakthrough in the house of God. Got to turn the house of God into the original pattern, which is his prayer. I've had a lot of Holy Ghost ladies in my life. I had Gloria Delgadillo with me. I've had Gloria from Pico Rivera, the gangster. And they were older than I was. And I was preaching out on the streets. And those ladies protected me. He said, don't worry, pastor. I got your back. We prayed last night. And there ain't no devil that can stop us. And we would see people come up and bully, try to bully me. And they stand right in front of them. Don't be bullying my pastor because I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And they would walk away. Come on, somebody. Yeah. We gotta roar like lions, but we gotta be full of God, full of God until we OD. I like to OD a lot of times, but I like better right now that I can OD in the Holy Ghost and I don't get hurt. I just get better. I am hooked. 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 Hallelujah. Something like that. Gotta get prayer back. Number three. He reestablished. Listen to what happens when prayer gets in. It says in verse fourteen, "And the blind and the lame came, uh, came to him in the temple, and he healed them." Woo! Once prayer is restored, get ready for the healing that takes place in the house of God, because the house of God is a house of healing. I don't know about you, but I've come to the house sometimes, and man, I'm all beat up. But when I hear the music, when I hear the preaching, I feel that. Not- Oil just going all over me. I get those those goosebumps inside of my, my brain all of a sudden starts light up. My light starts lighting up inside of me. And I say, Man, I'm in the house of healing. The house of healing. And all of a sudden, I get this energy inside of me. That I say, Man, you might be old, but you're looking good and you're full of the Spirit of God. And you say, My God, I gotta move on. So do you. You get encouraged. You might be a young man, but you get encouraged. Why? Because the house of God is the house of healing. The blind got healed. The lame got healed. He did all kinds of miracles inside of the temple. He was replacing, replacing all that man had built and bringing back the glory of God. We need to let the glory of God come back into our lives. We cannot roll back and just kick back and not do nothing. No, you need to do something so that the glory can fall on this house. And it's already falling. When we started those prayer meetings three years ago that we met up every Sunday at six o'clock, we're seeing people here that we haven't even said a single word and they come in through those doors. You know why they're coming? They're not coming because we're pretty and we're all talented. No, they're coming because of the six o'clock prayer. And I'll tell you why that thing was birthed. In a vision, I was asleep, and I saw right through this wall a river of living waters just flowing out of this place, going into the streets and tapping into people. And I am seeing it on Sunday mornings, how many new families we got, how the power of God is being restored here in La Mirada. But it takes some work. Can you say amen? It takes some work. But now you can see the glory flowing, 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 flowing. We need to get rid of the death. There's death in the pot. Did you ever read that story in the book of Kings? I think it's Kings. I think I wrote it down here. It is a very good story. Take it home and write it down. And it's in Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 4. Verse 38 all the way down to to uh, 41, it's okay, Bishop, it's just a paper, thank you, and, and when you read it, you read it and you say that they, the prophet gathered everybody, and everything was a famine, everything was poisoned, and the prophet says, go get me some herbs, get me some wild, uh, wild uh, <coughs> vines, and get me some wild gourd. And was, a gourd was like a potato, that big, it looked like a potato, it was green. And he says, bring them over and let's throw them in the pot where we cooked them a noodle. And, uh, and they put them in there and they started boiling it. And after they boiled it, boiled it, they said, okay, serve it to the men. And they served it to the men and they, they tasted it. And one of them says, there's death in the pot. There is death in the pot. And the prophet said, wait a minute, don't eat no more. Get me some flour and let me throw it inside the pot. And they threw it inside the pot and it says that the the food got healed. Come on. Even the food can get healed. And And the prophet said, go ahead and eat now. And the scripture says that they lived in the middle of the famine. Once you restore prayer, you right away begin to come to a place where you experience the power of God. You need to sense the power of God. How many here have ever been around and all of a sudden you feel this glory come on you? And you say, man, this is God. What just happened to me? It's God. Nobody else can do that. The devil can't do that. Only God, the Holy Spirit, can do that. When God lights you up like a flame of fire, he lights you up. And you sense it, that everything just falls off of you. You see, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against demons that hate us. But the glory is stronger than those demons. The power of Jesus is greater than those demons. Everything that comes against us is greater than those demons. Why? Because we become a powerhouse. Tell your neighbor, you're a powerhouse neighbor. You're not weak, you're strong. Tell them, come on, you're not weak, you're strong. You're a powerhouse. I want you to get out of here like a, like a, oh, what do they call him? Oh, oh, what do they call him? No, 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 no. Oh, it's coming to me. Yeah. A kangaroo. Yeah. A kangaroo and you're bouncing up and down but you got some speed in your life. You got some speed in your life. You're fast and you're buckling at the same time. That's what we need to do. This is Thursday night firehouse. Hallelujah. Thursday night where the power ignites us and ignites our soul. Even though you've gone through a hard time, you've been confused, you've been slapped around, I've made it to the house of God and here is where I get my power. I get my power and I get my anointing from this house because the reference points of God are being established we need some power tell your neighbor we need some power neighbor I don't know about you but I don't like I don't like to be dead I like to feel full of life inside of me. I I like to have some kind words. I like to act kindly. I like to do everything that God wants me to do without no hesitation. So that takes a powerhouse inside of you. It takes this generator inside of you that just pop you out. The presence of God, the person of Trinity is living inside of me. It's living inside of you. So this is the place to glorify God and to be full of power. You say, Brother Ruben, you're yelling too much. That's all right. I like yelling. I'm going to yell him more because i got to get the devil out of here. <laughs> Jesus got the devil out of his house. Why can't we get the devil out of our house? It's going to take power. It becomes a power house. And if there's death in the pot, if there's death in the pot, don't worry. Don't worry. Stay, stay, stay. Don't disrupt me. You disrupt me. Leave the papers there. They're only papers. Papers that I don't even need. Wait a minute. That's not a paper. (laughs) (laughs) Now I can cap on myself. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah. It's fire. (laughs) Thank you, Nick. So people started getting healed. Why? Because there was power. When there is power in the house, anything can happen. I remember being in the hacienda, and they invited these people to come and pray for all the homes and, and for people that were sick. And uh, this was the first time that I experienced a miracle, not to myself, but uh, where I seen a miracle. And there was this blind man that literally was blind. We all knew that he was blind. And he said the man that was ministering says, come here, I'm going to pray for your eyes. And uh, we all looked at each other and said, you think that's going to happen? And I said, let's believe God. And the man came and touched his eyes. And we were watching everything because he wanted us to see everything. And he touched his eyes in the name of Jesus and they started shaking, you know, in the eyeball. Started shaking. And then all of a sudden, it opened up. I said, oh, my God. It opened up, and the man says, can you see? Can you see? He says, I can see you clearly. And for the first time, we started glorifying God in the house of God, and we wept because that was our first miracle because the house was full of power, full of power to see somebody blind open up their eyes and walk in with us. Come on, somebody. We need some miracles in the house of God. We just can't have church. We got to experience church. And some of you have experienced everything that God wanted you to experience because he wants you to be a testimony to the world that God can change no matter who you are, what you stand for. It doesn't matter as long as you demonstrate that power and people will say in your neighborhood, we knew him, but he's not the same. We knew him, but he's not the same. Here's the other thing that happened. Perfect phrase. Listen to verse 15. And when the chief uh, priest, scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna, the son of David, they were sore displeased. Right? Did I read that right? Are you with me? Yeah, okay. Okay, I did. So, say amen if he did. Okay. Verse 16, and he said unto him, hearest thou what they say? And Jesus said unto them, yea, I have. You have never read out of the mouth of babies and sucklings has thou perfected praise? One of the things that happens is that kids begin to be excited for Jesus. That's why the church's design was Sunday school, because there's something about Jesus that begins to change the life of the children. And they started praising them, praising God. You you notice over here, they look nice, but these were the rascals that, that were in Sunday school. Not all of them, but some of them, they were in Sunday school. They were the traviesos of Sunday school. They were the ones running all over the place. Look at them now. Out of little kids, all of a sudden being the praise team and worshiping God and leading me and you into the presence of God. That, that is the move of God that is the move of God when God starts moving he starts moving upon our children I don't know about you but I have six, six children they're all serving God and I thank God for that that they're all serving God but there was a demonstration in the house my house and in the demonstration in the house of God both houses were linked together and the glory falling together from the house to the church from the house to the church from the house to the church Did were they rebellious at one time? yes they were did they rebel? yes they were but the Lord Put them where they belong. (laughs) When God is God, he will take care of them. Because you are the powerhouse within your house. You're that powerhouse. And out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, perfect praise came out of their mouth. Can you imagine? I've seen little kids. Who do you love? Jesus. (laughs) Say it again, Jesus. (laughs) Say it again, me. Jesus. I said, man. (laughs) What perfect praise! They're not embarrassed, they're not intimidated, they're just simple little children that love Jesus. How much more should you and I have that perfect praise? I don't know about you. Lift up your hands. Can you praise him? Can you speak in those tongues and just say thank you, Jesus, in English or in Spanish? Or just speak in tongues? Cara la bocita. Thank you, Jesus. la Fill this house with praise, O God. Fill this house with glory. Fill this house with everything that you got, Father. Loosen the supernatural. Loosen your glory upon us. Cause us to live longer. Cause us, our bodies to stretch out and live longer, Father. In the name of Jesus we give you praise we give you honor we give you glory come on chase the devil away oh yes hallelujah now give him a clap offering and praise him at the same time oh yes 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 Jesus was rearranging his church Jesus purified the house. Jesus brought prayer back to the house. And Jesus brought power back to the house. And Jesus perfected praise even in the little children. Don't underestimate a little child. I remember when Sal and I were going through stuff, one of my kids always told me, don't worry, Jesus is with us. That was the voice of God through that little kid. And it was perfect for us. We understand that the whole house was was filled with God's presence. I don't know about you, but I don't want dead religion. I can walk in the church and feel the deadness, and I can walk out because I don't want it. I want the real, pure thing. When I loved drugs, I wanted the pure stuff. Now I switch partners. I love the Holy Ghost. I love the purity of God. I love everything that he has to offer me. So today, let's get charged up. Let's get charged up. When we come in Sunday, let's come excited. When the preacher gets up, let's get excited. Why? Because we're in the house of God and there's order and the presence of God that's all over us. Let's get everything that He has. Let not, let's not let nothing pass us. Let's get everything. Be a piranha. I'm gonna eat everything. <laughs> you know, some of you eat, you, you eat, you got this serious face. I've never seen so many serious faces when they put that big old plate, they go, oh my God, it's, it's enchiladas, okay. man you start eating you don't even pay attention what's around you it's just the plate is the plate hallelujah well that's the way we gotta be focused for God we come to church to have church we come to praise because we want the power we want to see miracles in the house we want to see our prayers answered we want to see everything that God wants us to see because we are his house we are his house Thank God for a building, but thank God for the firehouses that are sitting in those chairs. And I see a lot of you. I want you to stand with me real quickly, and we're going to just practice some healing here. I want you to lift up your hands right now. If anything hurts you and anything going wrong with you, we're going to pray for it right now. Lift up your hands. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for healing all over this house. I pray for your sons and daughters. You're the one that touched them. You're the one that resurrected them, oh God. Now heal them wherever they need healing, Father. Mentally, physically, spiritually. Bring your church alive, oh God. Give us new strength to keep on fighting in the middle of the battle. Give us new strength to keep on working. Give us a more strength to accomplish what we need to accomplish. I thank you now in the name of Jesus. Give them a clap offering now. Hallelujah. Give him a cup off of you.